NFL analyst Max Starks, who joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Max, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Vince, how are you doing? Doing good. It's been, uh, obviously, a very quiet free agency period here in Arizona, maybe as expected. But I wanted to get your overall take on, on the strategy uh, that you've seen from the Cardinals and their new front office headed up by Monty Austin Fort so far. I, I mean, I think it, right now you have to say it's it's solid. You're still figuring out kind of what type of team you want, right, with Jonathan Gannon and Monty Fort trying to work together to create the right culture because Gannon comes over, he brings kind of that Philly mindset, and he wants to go ahead. You see that we've signed a number of guys back to the squad that he believes are pieces that can help them this year to, to kind of bridge them until they can really get everyone they want in. He's still got some cap constraints. So I think the addition of Anthony Hamilton was nice to kind of bolster that secondary area. I think it also takes, you know, what go what what the mindset is going into the draft is they're going to be able to mount some picks because that number three pick right now is absolutely red hot after Carolina trades with Chicago. And you have to think that teams are going to be beating down the door for Arizona because now everybody's worried about where the third, third quarterback's going to go. Yeah. Right, you, you know, oh, because you know that Houston and Chicago are going to take the first two. Yeah, I, I'm curious what you think about this. As somebody that's been part of a culture that ended up in a, in a championship parade, if you were building a team from scratch in Arizona and you needed to build culture, how do you do it? What do you look for? What do you lay down? Well, I think the first thing is you look at you look at the leaders in place, right? And I mean, you, you've you've got a very precarious situation with Kyler Murray because he's injured. So even if he is in and around the building, the influence isn't as strong because he's not out there physically doing things with everybody else. Um, and the new coaching staff cannot see him move around too much. You're going to see him on the sidelines, clipboard maybe. Talking, talking to the OC, you know, talking to the guys about what they want to do. And you can't really inflect your offense and your ideals from that side. But to think defensively, you know, you look at Buda Baker, you look at the leader that he is, you look at some of the other pieces on the defense and you say, okay, what is, what is our team? Like what, what, what do we have right now and where do we want to go? And I think for looking at Philly from last year, cause that's all we have to go on for Jonathan Gannon, you know, this was a team, they never gave up hope. Like they had ultimate belief in each other, right? The offense believed in the defense, defense believed in offense, and they both believed in special teams. Like it was, it was, it was crazy to see that like up close, you know, how they never got frustrated. You know, yes, they scored a lot of points fast, but then everybody, then it get to a tight game. There was no finger pointing. So I think the accountability is the first thing I think that they're going to try and build in this culture is that everybody's accountable to each other, mm-hmm. which I think is something that we didn't see the last couple of years, and you kind of saw it segmented. So I think you're going to you're going to look to see guys who can bring them together. And I think Buddha's one of those guys I look at defensively that has that mindset, and then you know offensively you have you have veterans along that offensive line and. You know, there's a reason why you re-signed Kelvin Beecham, right? He's a leader. He's a guy who's been there 12 years in the league. He's going to be a guy you look to. DJ Humphreys, another one. And then I think from there, Zach Hurts. However that works out, Zach Hurts is also one of those linchpin guys, and he's a former Philly guy. 
so he kind of understands what that looks like as far as the mentality. So when you have those pieces, I think those are your cornerstone pieces as far as the leadership and trying to change the culture. Then, of course, you bring along everybody else. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, that's pretty much a matter of when, whether than if, but um, you know, that's also going to yield something, I think, as well, to help go get some more young pieces, and the more pieces this Cardinal squad can get, because there's a lot of places where they need to fill holes, and there's quality guys depth, um, I think, later in this draft at certain positions that can really help both of that and kind of fast-track that. Max Starks, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. You mentioned Max, uh, Calvin Beecham coming back, obviously one of the leaders of this team. They bring back Will Hernandez, they bring in a couple of other guys from the outside on the offensive line and Froholt and Dennis Daly. And I want to focus on the latter there, Dennis Daly, a guy who started 15 games at tackle for the Titans. But, you know, in, in reaction to that signing, some of the scathing reviews of his performance in, in 2022, I haven't seen a lot of vitriol like that to any offensive lineman. What is your take? Because I know you, you know all these guys and you know their games. What is your take on Dennis Daly and what he can do for the Cardinals? I think for Dennis, a, cha- a, cha- a change of uh, venue is going to be best for him. Uh, he, he, you know, he kind of had a hot and cold year, um, and I think people, when they saw the signing, automatically assumed he's starting. It's like, no, 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 no. no. That's why you re-sign Kelvin Beecham. Uh, you know, you put a two-year extension on him, and you also still have DJ. So I think for Dennis Daly, I think it's more role. Uh, for him, I wouldn't. Mind. I mean, I think he's a guy that could give you quality snaps when guys get injured. He's a he's an insurance policy more than anything else. He's a guy who could come in and give you a blow, and you feel like okay, this guy's been a starter. He knows what it takes to play in a pinch, but I don't think he's coming in to be this bona fide starter right out the gate. Okay. I mean, I think that's where the vitriol came because it's like, oh my god, this is gonna be our starting right there. Oh Jesus, what are we doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. This this is. This is depth and insurance because last year, remember how many injuries we had on the offensive line, right? <laughs> like, yes. like guys, it was a triage unit and it was a revolving door. So this is a way to bring in a veteran so that you can bolster those tackle that tackle position and you can feel comfortable that okay, there's an experienced guy coming in. We're not drafting a rookie this year and throwing him into the fire. You know, you're still going to want to draft one on the interior still, but. You know, you have an experienced guy on the edges. When you think of the NFC West and what the schedule is going to be, you need to man up those edges for whenever Kyler Murray's ready and for whoever's going to take snaps at the beginning of the year. You want to make sure those edges are more secure. So this is what Dennis Daly is. He is a backup, and he's a guy who's going to be a swing guy for you. He is not the starter, the vitriol, the arrows, the darts, the axes, or even Brick Camlin's trident. You know, you can put those away for right now. Um, he's just the backup. <laughs> All right, so does Ryan Kelly do anything for you? Like you said, the Cardinals sitting there with the third overall pick. They've got a, a center that apparently is going to be traded or released. A uh, significant cap hit with him, but seems to fill a void. Does Ryan Kelly work for you? Ryan Kelly, I mean, <sighs> okay. I mean, it's okay. 
Gotcha. Okay. I, mean, I, th- I, I think that I think that's the best way. It's okay, but I, I'm not I'm not high on it. Yeah, okay. So so then let me let me uh, expand the question because you played this position. Clearly, they've got to rebuild the offensive line. Steve Keim tried five, six, seven different times. Never quite got it right. Even though I thought on paper he he, he assembled a couple of good looking groups. Well, what do you need? What's what's the secret sauce to building a good offensive line? <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the secret sauce is you got to have a rock star, you know, left tackle. I think DJ is is that guy that that went healthy, ha, has been that guy for you. The center position is very, very important um, in any offense, just because he is he is the eye, he's the first glance eyes for the quarterback. Right, he's the one that's going to set the set the defense. I mean, that was the reason why you went out and got Rodney Hudson. I mean, because Rodney was that guy. Like, he had the mental and he had the physical. So that's a guy that you need to make sure feels comfortable and is is a guy who's smart. You need brains and brawn at that position. And then from there, you need the enforcers, right? You need the guards. Um, you know, Will Hernandez is that big physical guy. You know, I watched Will all through his college career at UTEP. He was a Sean Kugler guy, um, you know, in college. And... You know, Will just has to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy and keep his head screwed on. But, you know, I think there need, there could be an upgrade. You know, Josh Jones did a good job last year. But I just I don't know if Josh Jones is the ultimate fit at left guard. So I would probably go after a guard-center combo in this draft in day two just to bolster that position and push some competition just so you have more depth on that interior and you could swing that guy on the inside. Because front line, I feel good. It's just when we get to the second line, I'm not really sold on it. I think that's why you went and you got Dennis Daly as one of those swing guys. And, of course, Froholt, you had to go get him. Um, He's inserted instantly as a starter. But, you know, that's where I think they are. I think it's a guard position that they need to go after to really bolster it because I like where they're at right now at the tackles position. Yep. Uh, Max, great stuff as always. And in the course of our conversation, you you gave us another great band name. Uh, I would uh, would go see a band called Brick Tamlin's Trident. I would. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's a mouthful. <laughs> Brick killed a Don't guy with a trident. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Max. We'll, we'll talk to you soon.